Welcome to 104.5 The Trash Can, home of all your major rap hits and R&B. We're playing our number one single, Winning with DJ Big Bird. Winning. Every day. Winning. 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 All day. Winning. 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 Yeah. Winning. 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 He winning. I'm winning. 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 All yeah. Winning. 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 I'm winning. 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 I'm winning. Of all times. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. And we winning. Welcome back to the Donut Box Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that little rap song. We might be uh making a hit right there that's a one hit wonder for us listen all i'm saying is with the quality of rap music we have nowadays i wouldn't be surprised if we shot to number one overnight with that little gym right there yes so welcome back we are on episode 46 man and we are so excited that you guys have joined us on this monday morning or whenever you're listening so welcome back to all of our listeners hey guess what we've got some new listeners like up in the northeast region we have people in new york in philadelphia in new jersey shout out to all my jersey folks um so thank you guys for listening and hey we are still praying for all those in florida that are affected by hurricane ian thank you for listening to us and our thoughts and prayers are going out to you so if you are brand new to the donut box podcast how this works is each segment is a different donut and it's a different segment so our first segment is the old-fashioned donut which is a story from our past now if you have been joining us and listening for a long time you will know that we like to be creative hence why we have the donut box podcast and we did an episode where we had our first short film it was the story of chris isn't that right micah the story of chris and i'm just gonna throw this little plug in there tvtrashcan.com you can see that video right now and see just how great it was Yep, so we did a couple other short films because basically we were creative and we were just bored half the time. So we decided that, hey, let's take a camera and let's just write something and film something. And so the first, it wasn't the first thing we actually filmed, but it was like our first big production quality film was we filmed a promo video for our church's house party. And so the youth would have this house party and so we filmed a promo for it so do you want to tell them a little bit about the behind the scenes of the house party video i remember it was the summertime and if you remember from some of our stories from the past we were at church a lot and i mean a lot of the times it was like we would get dropped off so summertime dropped off and it's like we got to make this video well for some reason our youth department had this mannequin and his name was Ron Swalo. Like, I'm not sure why we had this mannequin, but we did. And uh, essentially, there was two different buildings. And um, basically, our church had rented out kind of this space where, um, like, a big distribution center where, like, tractor trailers came in. But one side of it had offices. And there was, like, this room that was set up for filming and stuff. And it just had a bunch of weird props in there. Um, and so we decided we're going to use that and 
You know, it had the boom mic and all. It was great. And here is this mannequin, Ron Suelo. So he was our he was our third party in the video. Well, let me ask you this. I don't remember. Did we take it on, upon ourselves to make this promo video? I don't think we were asked to make this promo video. I'm pretty sure that we took it upon ourselves that we were going to make this promo video because this video never got shown. Yeah, the, the video never got shown. I don't think that... Yeah, I don't remember being asked. I think that this was something that was just like, you know what? We have the editing software. We have the camera. Let's go for it. See what happens. So for those of you that do not know, Micah and I grew up in Georgia. And a big thing around that time, around the 2008, 2000. 10, uh, even before the big thing was house parties where it was basically like a hip hop theme. Uh, there were rap offs, there were dance battles. And so that was kind of the theme that the youth group was trying to create. So they were going to have a rap battle and they were going to have a dance battle. And that was something that we had to incorporate into our video. Now, Micah and I, to fit with the theme, uh, I already kind of dressed this way. Uh, Mike goes maybe a little bit, but we would wear our baggy t-shirts. We would wear our baggy jeans, and we would wear our 5950 flat bill hats. And these were fitted hats. And as Michael will tell you, if your fitted hat did not have a sticker on it, it was not legit. I'm going to digress. This is what fries my donuts, but my cousin ripped off the 5950 sticker, rendering the hat useless in one situation. It was my favorite hat. It was the dice hat. And... Yeah, it literally just had some dice on it. But literally, if you didn't have that sticker on there, it was no good. So Mike and I, yeah, so Mike and I, we basically, we didn't write a script or anything. We just had like kind of bullet points. This is what we're going to talk about. This is how, what we have to cover. And we're just going to totally improv and wing this video, which is kind of what we do with the Donut Box podcast. Like we have our bullets, we have our topics that we're assigned each week, and then we just kind of go with the flow if you can't tell, uh, which I feel like is the best way because we naturally feed off each other. So we're sitting there and we are like trying not to make each other laugh the whole time as per usual. Mike and I have gotten pretty good that we can do the Donut Box podcast in one take, but being 16-year-old kids, it was hard to keep a straight face. So we go through the video and then what else happened during the video? do you remember so i remember it was um we decided okay there's going to be a dance competition so we need to go and we need to make a dance tape of ourselves and i think this was really inspired by napoleon dynamite i have a weird feeling that it was inspired by napoleon dynamite because for some reason we were just like yeah let's let's go and start doing some random dance moves and uh, it was up in this field that the church had. And literally, we just went up there and we had a camera person and we started doing some goofy moves. I even think we like swung in the swings and got that on the camera and included that in the dance tape. Um, <laughs> I remember that. Try to remember what else there was. Gosh, I need to go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, that was the main premise of it. So. Like we would give the information and then we would make like jokes and be like, yeah, man, you're looking really fat and cool and your cool gear and everything. You look so fat, like fat with a pH and Mike would be like, what you calling me overweight? And that was like one of the jokes in there. And so we would have gags, but one of the cool editing things that we did, and we were so proud of this at the time, but it was totally cheesy now is we had uh, like four different shots of us doing the dance video and we put all four shots of us doing the different dance shots. Uh, on the video and uh, we thought we were the coolest thing man honestly from a quality standpoint that video is still pretty good it still stands the, or stands the test of time now 
I'm not embarrassed by it. I will say that. For two 16-year-olds, that wasn't really that bad. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. So um, that was the house party video. And then I'll try to keep this short. But uh, I was in this play with this guy named Carlton Clay. And he had his own play production company. And he knew that I did a lot of video editing and a lot of video shooting. And so he was like, hey, can you do like a behind the scenes of Victory Productions, which what was what his play company was called. So um, I was not experienced at the time. And in my mind, I thought, okay, we're going to do this like a new segment piece. So what we did was, well, this course, this was during the summer. Um, to intro the Vic behind the scenes Victory Productions, I gave Micah a script, and we went to a warehouse, and we picked a desk, and Micah wore a suit, and he kind of did like a like a bit like he was like a news anchor, and he was like, yes, this is Victory Productions, founded in blah, 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 and so like it was supposed to be serious, but it just was kind of funny at the same time. What do you remember about that behind the scenes of Victory Productions? Our primary goal with that one, um, I remember there was a children's pastor at the time, and again, this was at the church, and it was in that that warehouse that we were talking about with all the trucks and whatnot, but this children's pastor would come around, and he would like pester us to do work and things like that, or like Vaughn told us to do things, so... We were trying to get out of there, and what's the best place to do it? The warehouse. And Carlton had asked us. He was like, I'll even put it on like a late-night um, spot on the TV station. And so we got like all excited, like, oh, man, we could be on TV. So I, I just remember I wore a suit. It was Georgia in the summertime. It was really, really hot. Once again, it was, you know, we were off of school, but it was just blazing hot. We found this desk. I don't even remember where we found the desk, but it was like a cheap, like, press board, you know, wood-paneled-looking desk. And in the back, it looks like just a standard warehouse, like the metal wall and everything. And here I am in this suit, and I just remember, you know, saying, you know, just like Chris said, Victory Productions. And then at one point, I believe, like, I stood up and kind of walked around the desk and, like, sat on the desk. <laughs> it was, like, doing my lines like that. Um, I don't, I don't, or at least that was the plan at one point, because we, we really didn't finish that work. I think we got through the intro, and we edited some footage together, like we took some film, um, yeah, in fact, if y'all remember from one episode where we were talking about that Christian TV station, and, um, I don't remember what we called him now, did we, did we call him by his actual name? I think we did. Well, <laughs> anyways... Um, that, that fella and his wife that walked across the country with the cross. Anyways, um, he called this guy Hood Amish, and we got that on tape. I really wish we had that still, because that, that guy, he, Carlton, he claims that he, we, uh, he, he didn't react some type of way, but he kind of muttered something on there. It was pretty funny. Needless to say, the behind-the-scenes of Victory Productions got scrapped because I think Carlton saw what we had and was like, yeah, this is garbage, as it was. And then the promo video for the youth, it never got shown. I think that they were like, oh, yeah, this is horrible, and they just didn't have the courage to tell us to our faces. But it is still up there on YouTube, and uh, I'm sure Micah can put it out there on uh, – I'm not, I'm not embarrassed for that to go out on uh, our website. So I'll slowly, I'll slowly share that. Now, we don't have uh, the Victory Production stuff. I'm 
no clue where that footage is. We never published that, but we, we have some other stuff. So that was our old-fashioned donut and the time where we filmed our short films. And so a little look into how we got started. We've always been creating and all that good stuff. So we are going to move into our next segment, which is the Jelly Donut. And that's our jail report. All right, Micah, I got four, four short s- stories for you today. Are you ready? Are they from Florida? No, they're not from Florida. Some of them are from the South, though, and I think the third one you'll uh, enjoy very much. Are you ready? This this one is 10 years old, though, so this is an old school one. This is not recent. So a 12-year-old got arrested for spraying perfume on herself during a lesson at school. Oh, I've heard, I think I've heard this one. Yes. So Miss Bustamante, I just like saying that last name. That's a fun word to say, Bustamante. Uh, she sprayed herself with perfume on a lesson at school. The teacher felt that the move was disruptive to the rest of the class. But here's the kicker. Despite the fact that Bustamante had applied the perfume because she was being bullied, by other students who were teasing her, saying that she smelled bad. The teacher felt that it was only Miss Bustamante's behavior that was inappropriate. Apparently, the bullying was fine. So she got arrested and she got charged a little fine. And, you know, that was like, that's kind of like a great, uh, smart actly way. It's like, oh, if I smell so bad, I'm just going to spray perfume everywhere. That's hilarious. I mean, my thing is, what cops are going to show up and actually like you know, arrest this kid for this, you know, I would be like, if I was a cop, I'd be like, y'all have a nice day. Y'all need to leave this kid alone. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, They definitely need to tie their shoes because they're tripping. All right, this next one, a guy got arrested in New York City for having possession of Jolly Ranchers, like the candy. A New York City police officer who had apparently been watching a little bit too much Breaking Bad arrested a man and two others charging them with drug possessions after finding some crystal rocks of solid material on the suspects. So the suspect claimed that they were Jolly Ranchers, still in the wrappers, but the officers thought they might be meth. Again, a field test reportedly took place and it came back positive, which was enough to put the suspect and his companions behind bars for 24 hours. Further lab tests came back negative. It said that was not drug tests. The suspects were released, and the three later filed a lawsuit against the NYPD, and they received a $33,000 settlement. So that proves my theory that those little field tests where they pop them and they turn blue, those things are whack because they were obviously Jolly Ranchers, and they came back negative when they came back to the test for the lab. And uh, yeah, man, that's crazy. I want to know what the false positive rates are on those little test kits. You know, like... Because, I mean, the thing is with, uh, I don't, I don't want to get into this too much, but with, you know, like funding and things like that, if funding kind of goes down, are they going for the cheap test kits? And then what's, what's happening there, you know? Yeah, you're probably right. So, I mean, the plus side for the suspect is uh, all of three of them, you know, they each got $11,000 each. So they got a $33,000 settlement. I mean, you know. Uh, you know, that's a stupid tax on the NYPD, as some people call it. All right, this next one, man, you are going to enjoy this because of the nature of the crime and of where it's at. So it's in the South. Um, it's not in Florida and it's not in Mississippi. Um, a guy got arrested for worshiping too loud. 
Are you ready for this one? Yeah. So, uh, Pastor Johnny of Columbia, South Carolina, was a repeat offender for God, as their article reads. Last month, he was found guilty of unlawful sound amplification and sentenced to two weeks in jail for a regular and rambunctious Pentecostal worship service that had brought police to his church more than 50 times. Neighbors had complained repeatedly that instruments played during the service were disruptive and that Clark was still using microphones and drums despite a previous injunction against them. Uh, he was released later last month. That's hilarious. So my man, he was having worship service. He was having church, but apparently it was so loud that the neighbors heard him and they called the police. And then that was still not good enough. I think that's kind of, I mean, it's not funny, but it kind of is. The devil's working. He's out in the streets. The city is all demified. No, I'm joking. Sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, that that's, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Um, listen, I, I don't know if you remembered uh, where my grandparents used to live out there. There was like a Pentecostal church on the corner. And I mean, yes, we were raised this way, but like they would have some revivals, man. They would throw down and you would hear them streets over. And that's what I, it reminds me of with that. Hey, man, the guy was having church, but I guess he was not being a good neighbor if the cops had to come out there 50 times and it was in columbia south carolina like in the middle of the bible belt so if it was if anybody would have been understanding it would have been people in south carolina but i guess this guy really did cross the limits um so yeah all right this last one a uh police in portland oregon uh arrested a wannabe jedi okay so uh in portland oregon they stopped a wannabe Jedi by force, haha, <laughs> no pun intended, after a 33-year-old man allegedly assaulted several shoppers inside a Toys R Us. So this was from a few years ago, because Toys R Us is no longer around. Uh, he assaulted several shoppers inside a Toys R Us while wielding a model lightsaber. Mr. David struck three people with the Star Wars lightsaber while yelling incoherently uh, in Portland. When he ignored police officers' entreaties to put down the lightsabers, uh, they tased him, but not before he managed to, uh, deflect one of the taser prongs with a lightsaber. So after his arrest, he was taken to a hospital for mental evaluation. Uh, he was cited on three counts of assault and one count of assisting arrest. Uh, none of the victims required mental, medical attention. So my man was going around and saying, don't mess with me. I got the power of God and anime on my side and swinging that lightsaber around. And my favorite part of the whole story is when he deflected the taser. Like, you know, he used that lightsaber and I mean, it, just movie quality. He just deflected that just right out the way. He's like, no, you're not going to tase me today. <laughs> And then, of course, the rest of them got them. But, you know. Bro, have you seen those people, though, for real, when they be doing that those lightsaber moves? And they're like, they're serious. There's some people that are, like, serious about that Jedi stuff, bro. Like, I'm a Star Wars fan. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not going to lie. I've had a lightsaber fight or two. But I'm not going to be the one, like, assaulting people <laughs> with a lightsaber. And then I'm saying my man must have had, like, pretty, pretty special skills if he deflected off a taser. Wrong. like that's the best part of the whole story like i can visualize it like literally i could visualize it and especially like one of those tasers if you know it's got to be one of those with the little retractable prong things so all i see is you know the prongs coming off and then he just bats that away just like no sir and 
<laughs> then the rest of them, you know, that's when the rest of them get them with their tasers. But, you know, he got one of them at least. That's pretty impressive compared, you know, I, I don't think the average person could deflect a taser midair. I don't think that's possible for most people. I would, I would pay money just to see the video footage of that. Like, that would be great. That would give me a good laugh. Like, that's one of those things you watch over and over and over and you can't help but smile. Yeah, does the Toys R Us have uh, cameras in the area? Well, I mean, they're out of business now, so I guess that footage is forever lost. Maybe we could find it on the internet somewhere, but anyways. <laughs> yep, so that was our jail report. Now we are going to move into our donut hole, and it's my turn for the donut hole. And guess what, Micah? I have a game for us to play. Are you ready? All right, well, I got to start doing better at these games. How well do you feel like you know your 1980s movies? I'd like to think pretty well. Better than I know nowadays movies, that's for sure. Awesome. So uh, I gave you some questions easy, some questions not. Um, this is 1980s movie trivia, so we're going to start with the first one. All right, and this is multiple choice, so pick the answer that you think uh, is going to be uh, the correct answer. So question number one. Which was the highest grossing movie of the whole decade? So from 1980 to 1989. A. The Goonies. B. Roadhouse. C. Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Or D. E.T. I'm going to go with C. Star Wars. I'm sorry. It is actually E.T. Extraterrestrial. So that was the highest grossing movie of the whole decade. Really? Yeah, you would think it'd be wow. Star Wars, but E.T. Like, I went on a lot of sites, yeah. and this was like the number one 1980s movie trivia question all right all right this is the next one it is a little bit more obscure so do your best all right which 80s theme song was only recorded in three hours a don't you forget about me from breakfast club b eye of the tiger from rocky c the indiana jones theme song or d danger zone from top gun it's not kitty Loggins. i don't believe three hours something so great like highway to the danger zone Anyways, um, I'm going to go with A. You are correct. It is Don't You Forget About Me from the Be Breakfast Club. You know that it's not Indiana Jones because John Williams isn't going to take just... He's not going to crank out something mediocre in three hours. Like, that man is a genius. He takes his time. No, and I don't know. Maybe I haven't heard the full song, but Don't You Forget About Me. Isn't it just... It's kind of like our rap song for the beginning. It's just like, don't you forget about me and repeat pretty much. Yeah, there's not really any like lyrics to it unless I'm just kind of having a, a brain snap. Like, I, I don't really remember the lyrics to it. So I can understand why it's only three hours. I can crank something like that in three hours. Nice. All right, so this next one. Which 80s theme song was inspired from a commercial jingle? A, the Star Wars theme. B, I have the tiger from Rocky. C, Ghostbusters theme, or D, Back in Time from Back to the Future? Uh, run through the options again. A, Star Wars theme, B, Eye of the Tiger from Rocky, C, Ghostbusters theme, or D, Back in Time from Back to the Future? I'm going to go with C. You are correct. Da -na 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 -na. Ghostbusters, you are correct. Good job. You've yeah. only got one, uh, one wrong, so good job. All right, number four. What year was Marty McFly sent back to in Back to the Future? A, 1954, B, 1955, C, 2015, or D, 1995? You said it was which one? Which year was Marty McFly sent back to in Back to the Future, the very first one? Very first. A, 1954, B, 1955, 
C, 2015, or D, 1995? It's one of the first two. No, it's 1955. You are correct. He got sent 30 years back, and then the second one, he get got sent 30 years forward, and then uh, the third one, he, get, he got sent 100 years back. Good job. Number five. Walt Disney Studios first used CGI in which 80s movie? A, The Little Mermaid, B, The Great Mouse Detective, C, The Fox and the Hound, or D, Aladdin. The Fox and the Hound? C. You are correct. Good job, man. Yeah, uh, Aladdin kind of was in there to throw you off because Aladdin didn't come out until 1991. So good job. Thanks. All right. I'm getting these right. Yeah, you're doing pretty good on your 80s uh, trivia. All right, if you don't get this one right, I don't know. I don't know about our friendship. No, I'm just kidding. All right, here we go. Number six. What dance does Chunk do in the Goonies? A, the Cabbage Patch, B, the Electric Slide, C, the Running Man, or D, the Truffle Shuffle? D, the Truffle Shuffle. Final answer. No no questions asked. Yep, he does the Truffle Shuffle. Yep, that one was a pretty easy one. All right, this next one is pretty easy, too. Number seven. Daniel LaRusso had to fight a member from which evil dojo? A, the Drunken Dragons, B, Cobra Kai, C, Black Snakes, or D, Eagle Fang? Cobra Kai. That is correct. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Cobra Kai. All right, you got three more left. You've been doing pretty good. You only missed one. All right, number eight. Other than Star Wars, which other movie in the 80s was George Lucas involved in? A, Indiana Jones, B, The Goonies, C, E.T., or D, Stand By Me? Oh, I'm between two right now. Um, screw it, I'm going to go Indiana Jones. It's either Indiana Jones or... Yeah, I'm going with Indiana Jones. You are correct. He was involved. He was a producer on Indiana Jones. Good job. Good job. All right, two more left. This one should be kind of easy. Number nine. In Rocky Three, Rocky fights which opponent? A, Apollo Creed. B, Ivan Drago. C, Flubber Lang. Or D, John Rambo. John Rambo? One of the choices. Um... A, Apollo Creed. You are incorrect. In Rocky 3, he fights Clubber Lang. Rocky 3 is when oh, him right. and uh, Apollo team up after Mick dies. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, last one. Last one. I hope you get this last one right. Here we go. Which movie stars Andre the Giant, Billy Crystal, Carrie Ewells, Fred Savage, and Peter Falk, the guy that plays Columbo? A, Top Gun. B, The Goonies. C, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, or D, The Princess Bride. It's definitely not The Princess Bride. Who are, who are all the actors again? Andre the Giant, Billy Crystal, Carrie Ewells, Fred Savage, and Peter Falk. The Goonies, right? No, it's The Princess Bride. Andre the Giant. Is it yes, the Andre Bride? the Giant is like the main, like he's the one of the bad guys in there, and Fred Savage is the little kid. And Columbo's the grandpa. As bad as it is, I think I've, I saw it once whenever I was a kid. I don't think I remember it too well, apparently. Oh, man. That's like an 80s classic. Like, I grew up... Well, so my family, we didn't have cable, so we'd always go to the library to rent movies because it was free, and that was one we rented all the time was The Princess Bride. You, you know it was bad? I was sitting here... And the Goonies was definitely not... I knew it wasn't the Goonies, but for some reason I was like, maybe Andre the Giant was the kid that they kept in the basement. <laughs> and I was like, 
No, that wasn't Andre the Giant. It's like maybe we could Absolutely not. I, I figured not, but at the same time it was the best guess I could do. It's like maybe that was Andre the Giant. They just did a heck of a job with makeup. Hey man, seven out of ten is not bad. So good job on your eighties eighties trivia. So we're gonna segue into our next segment, which is what fries my donuts. And Micah, what fries your donuts? Oh, Chris. This one turns up the fryer up like three notches for me. And it's telling me to do something when I'm obviously already doing it. And Chris Chris knows what I'm talking about. So, prime example. I've had this my whole life. So, I'm a proactive guy. I understand that if something happens more than once, it's probably going to happen again. So, you know, when I was a kid, I was observant. Every time my parents came home with groceries, they want you to unload. So what do you do? You walk out there and you go to unload groceries. But what do you hear? I'll be standing at the back of the car, arms full of groceries. And what do I hear? Hey, Micah, I need you to help unload the groceries. What kind of crap is that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop before I get too angry. Here's the thing. What I don't understand is when you're standing there, like, what is it for? My health? I'm standing here with these bags. I'm just going to stand here like this. I'm not going to walk inside. What do you think I'm doing? Like, I just, I don't understand that. And it's it's followed me a lot in life. I, I don't know about you, if you deal with this, Chris, but there are so many times where I'll, I'll, be, I'll be on the highway. And uh, I'm not going to say who because I'm not going to get in trouble. But I have backseat drivers who I drive with. And, you know, the thing is, it's like, I'm going to get off on this exit. I have my hand on the blinker, but I'm a firm believer of that thousand-foot rule. You don't put the blinker on until you're about a thousand feet away. Then you go ahead, and when you're on the highway at least. And so I'm going to get off on this exit. I got my hand on the blinker. And then I got this one over here going, hey, are you going to get off? Are you going to signal to get off? Listen, I got my hand on the blinker. We're going, okay? You need to chill out. All I'm saying is it's a reoccurring theme. I don't like it. I'm gonna I'm doing it. I'm literally doing it. Chris, what what do you think about this? I'm gonna ask you, why does it fry your donut so much? Is it the fact that it feels like it insults your intelligence or like what what specifically triggers it for you uh that's a good question i think it is like a little bit of insulting my intelligence because it's, it's uh for instance another thing too so like work as well i again i've noticed the pattern of okay nobody else does this particular thing so i'm gonna do this and i've turned it in for you know probably six months now and I had a boss not too long ago literally said, hey, can you do this report after I've been turning it in for six solid months and you're sitting here going, what have I been doing this whole entire time? Like, my thing is, I pride myself on attention to detail and things. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like I, I definitely take that attention to detail and I try to go above and beyond in a lot of facets and then it's like, not only is it not noticed, but now they're asking you to do it. And you're sitting here going, time out, time out. You know, I, I I was already doing it. You know, you don't have to tell me we're good. So what you're telling me is you, you're you more upset at the fact of they're not paying attention. And they it's like, I've been doing this this whole time. Have you not been paying attention? So you're more upset about them not being 
paying attention. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe I'm just I'm just aggravated because it's it's one of those things of uh, I don't know when like I have people who are underneath me, right? Employee wise, when they do something like above and beyond, like I notice it. You know, I notice it right away and noted in my mind, right? So and so did this on whatever day, right? Somebody pulled an extra shift because and they didn't have to. Like I remember this stuff, but it's just I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just maybe what I'm aggravated in total with is because um, sometimes I'm not treated as I treat others and how I expect to get treated that way. Maybe that's what I'm upset about with the whole thing. Oh, so now we've dived into the deeper part of the real. It's really not <laughs> about getting the groceries from the back of the car. It's about not being treated. I get it now. Just kidding. I'm not here to play therapist. But uh, no. What is this? A therapy session? <laughs> hey, if it is, then I'm gonna have to charge you $125 a, an hour. So uh, there we oh, go. Oh boy. But no, I get that, man. Because I I've definitely been in those situations where it's like, hey, like. Do you not see me do it? Like, I'm in the middle of doing this. Or do you not know me well enough to know that, hey, like, I'm going to get this done? Or, like, people that micromanage when I don't need to be micromanaged. And I'm not talking about anybody specific in my life or anything specific at work. I'm just, I've been in those situations where, like, people don't act like I know how to do my job. Or, like, hey, can you go ahead and do this? And it's like, yeah, that was already done, like, two weeks ago, like. You're where, where were you at? Like, I was paying attention. Why aren't you paying attention? Like, that's already been over. Like, welcome to the party, bro. Like, I don't want to say that, but it's like, welcome to the program. Like, that was done, like, two days ago. Yeah, or, you know, it's part of it. Also, at least for me, it feels like they, like, I'm incompetent, right? Like, I need you to, to help do this. And it's like, bro, I'm already halfway done with it. What do you think I'm doing over here? Like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> You know, and it, it it really depends, I guess, on the situation, right? There are many situations in which it happens, but it could be really any of those. Like, sometimes it's really, really almost demeaning. You're sitting here going, listen, I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb. Like, I I picked up on this. I've, I've It's already been done. And, you know, if it's already been done multiple times to that point, it's like, you should have picked up on the pattern that I've done it to this point. Yeah, I took. I totally get that, man. To me, it's uh, it's also like a lack of effort. I mean, and the problem is, at least in my life, what it's what's come out of it is uh, it's equated to people trying to take credit for my effort, right? Because what's happened a lot of the times is, you know, sometimes they even know that you're doing it, right? But they're like, you know, I told Micah to go ahead and keep doing that. And they kind of put them on themselves of like, him doing that all this time has been because of me. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This was this was my initiative that I took on my own. You know, this is nothing that you told me to do. It's just something that wasn't getting done. So I stepped in and I did what needed to get done. And so, and that's happened a lot of facets as well as it's... It's like now they're taking credit for your effort and all this other stuff, and it's just ridiculous how that all works. And uh, it really fries my donuts when that happens, you know, because it's yeah, I I totally get that, man. Yeah, so it is. Uh, it's sorry about the groceries and the f having to find the flashlight and all that <laughs> good stuff. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, we are uh, 
we are going to segue into our mystery donut, which is our improv segment. And what we got on the improv today, Micah? Well, we have ourselves the ABC game. So um, for those of you who remember from the last time we did this, it's basically Chris and I are going to put together a story, but we have to literally go down the alphabet. Uh, so, you know, whatever mine starts with, his has to start with the next letter. So, Chris, do you want to pick a scenario or something that we're kind of going across? Yeah. Um, okay, on a cruise ship. On a cruise ship. Okay. Um, give me two seconds, and I'll be ready. All right, I'm ready. Did you have to pull up the alphabet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Are you gonna start, or am I, or am I gonna start? Please don't include that in there. I don't want our audience knowing I'm a retard. <laughs> no, that's staying in there. That's staying in there. It's staying in there. <laughs> Come on, man. Anyways, all right. You can start. Right. Apparently, we did not get the special discount on this cruise because you went through that shoddy travel agent can you just shut up about the shoddy travel agent and just get your keister up those up the ramp onto the cruise ship don't tell me what to do i'll get my keister up the ramp if i want to exactly that's what i'm telling you hurry up and get on the cruise ship or missing the 12 o'clock buffet fine fine i'll get up in the cruise ship if you just shut your face. Great! I've been waiting for this cruise all week long. Hey, can I get a Bloody Mary over here? I hope that they have all-you-can-eat shrimp at this buffet. Just think. A couple days, we'll be on a beach paradise with a bunch of ladies and drink. I mean, just drinks. Kill the chit-chat and let's get in line for the buffet. Let's move. The buffet is getting long. See? Just like you said. May I ask you if you got our passports no you may not on the way back we're gonna have to make sure that we don't get caught by customs because we don't have our passports particularly when we go through the full body scanner because i smuggled something back quietly and quickly make sure that nobody is alerted to the fact that we don't have our passports on this cruise right and um, I think my new name is now Consuelo. Do you think we can get paperwork on that? Shut your freaking face about the passports and let's just enjoy the shuffleboard. Today, Junior. Unfortunately, we're going to miss salsa dancing at 8 because you took too long to get in the shuffleboard line. Very well, then. I didn't want to do it anyways. Well... It appears that you don't ever want to do anything that I'd like to do. X-ray is what I did earlier today. You'll need an X-ray after all this shrimp that's causing you to be constipated. Zucchini's what made me constipated. Not anything you're selling. All right, so that was our ABC game. Uh, we are going to move into our last and final segment, which is our eclair, which is on positive advice. And Micah, it is your turn to go first, so I'm going to let you take it away. All right, so my eclair for this week is to not be satisfied with the mediocre. And what I mean by that is so many times in life, it's very easy when you ask somebody for something, because a lot of the times, and Chris will tell you, a lot of the times you find yourself at mercy of other people, even when it's in small events, right? So work, you know, you're having to 
hopefully somebody else, you know, gets their part done so that you can, you know, whether it's school, whether it's, I mean, even the cashier. Sometimes you go up and the cashier is a trainee and it's taking forever and you're just like, ah, oh, come on. But see, the thing is, patience is key. But sometimes people don't do the right thing. Like that trainee cashier gives you $2 short of your change, right? And a lot of times we walk out of the store and we say, you know what, it's only $2. I don't want to hassle with it. I don't want to deal with it. Or when you're in that work situation and you're like, you know what, I asked them to send me these reports. They sent me the reports, but it's not quite what I'm looking for. But I can do the rest of the work and I can kind of pull the rest of it together and make it happen. No, 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 that's, that's mediocre. And I encourage you to keep pushing. Have a little bit more of a voice. You don't have to be mean about it. But what I've discovered is if you say, you know, that's not really what I was looking for, or you go back into that store and say, hey, you know, I don't want to be a bother, but you did short me $2. I, needed that, I need that $2, you know, things like that. Most of the time, people will be more than willing to accommodate and say, you know what, you're right. And now you're not having to put so much work on yourself, right? You're not short of work. You're not short of money. You're not short. And literally, you hold them to their end of the bargain. And a lot of the times, you know, it's not very hard to do. So just keep pushing and don't be satisfied with the mediocre. Man, that's really good. That kind of like piggybacks onto what like I was going to say. And it's like, Again, like, are you living your life to the fullest? Um, you know, and I, I'm not trying to be morbid or anything like that, but I've been reading this book and it's uh, talking about like giving your all, like leave nothing uh, for the next life. Like at the end of your life, you want to look and say, hey, I did everything that I was set out to do. I accomplished everything that I was going to do. And uh, I don't have any, you know, of course, we're all going to have some regrets, but be like, you know what? I gave everything. I gave my all. And you really have to think about like, are you just existing or are you actually living life to the fullest? Because, you know, you can exist and just wake up and just, you know, go to work and then, uh, you know, come home and watch Netflix and go to bed. But like, you know, and a lot of us, and including myself, like, we just get caught up in existing, but like, are we giving our life to the fullest? And you have to think like, what legacy am I going to leave behind? You know, and I can tell you automatically, like, you know, at the end of your life, you're not going to be worried about, are you, you, did you work more? Did you have enough money? It's like, what did I give to the people around me? And so I think it's like going off what Micah said, like, don't be satisfied with mediocre. Like there's more, uh, there's more out there. And so like reach for the sky as cliche as that sounds. So, but yeah, man, that's kind of like what I have to say, just kind of springboarding off of what you said. So it's great. It's great when we are, our eclairs kind of line up together. See, and we never, we never tell each other prior to, so it always seems to line up that way. That's just, that's just the magic of shaking bait. I don't know what, what that's about. Yep. El Diablo magic. <laughs> well, man, uh, it's been a great episode and uh, I'm going to go ahead and start plugging us right quick. TVTrashCan.com. That's TVTrashCan.com. Hey, what we were talking about earlier with our short films, I'll be getting those up there this week. So, I mean, the thing is, by the time this episode drops, they'll probably be already up. You can go enjoy, laugh. You know, I don't care if you laugh at us. The whole adage about laughing with us, laughing at us. Hey, whatever. We were goofy back then. I laugh at me. Yeah, as long as you're laughing. And man, uh, I know that we released uh, an episode last week and it was October, but it's officially October. It's spooky season, which is Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> no, just no, kidding. No, no. Just kidding. Totally kidding. Totally kidding. Uh, 
totally kidding. Uh, but there are people out there that are like that. Oh my gosh, it's spooky season. Anyways, but thank you guys for listening to us and with us. Hey, thank you for bearing with me. Uh, if you haven't noticed, my voice is a little raspy. Um, so I'm sorry if you had to listen to my raspy voice. It sounds like I'm going through puberty uh, the second time. So <laughs> we're going to uh, we're gonna sign off. Uh, go check out our our website at tvtrashcan.com, and we're signing off. I'm Chris, and I'm Micah, and this is the Donut Box Podcast. Ah.